listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 32 on Ed Reach. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, December 3rd, 2011. Ed Gamer is part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And Jerry, give us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher at Schaumburg High School in Schaumburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert. I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Jerry? Yes. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing very, very well. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Well, I'm yeah. doing one of the two. Um, yeah. Are you busy? I've been pretty busy. The holidays. Let's see. Have we had? Have we been on since Thanksgiving? No, we we taped no, early. We taped That's why early. this feels right. like it's been a long time. So did some Black Friday shopping. I heard you did as well. You went out with your um, with your pepper spray. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I wore a mask. I didn't think anybody would notice me. <laughs> that old lady costume wasn't fooling anybody. Oh, man. Do you watch The Daily Show? Um, occasionally. Not regularly. Yeah. They had they yeah, <laughs> they had one. They had a uh, little parody about pepper spraying. <laughs> and not just the ones at the Walmart, but also the one that happened out in California at, the, at one of the colleges out of there. Yeah. Out there. So it was pretty – Pretty crazy. Pepper sprays becoming. <laughs> somebody said pepper sprays becoming the new uh, horn honking. <laughs> somebody, um, I oh man, I should know this link now because I was the one that found it. But there was a link of um, a guy went through and inserted the pepper spray cop in classic like art pieces. It's really yes. funny. It's like a Monet piece and he's like spray paint. Wow. It's pretty that's, good. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Well, talking about crazy i don't know <laughs> All right. crazy. feds feds turned to, uh, to video games to solve problems and this is coming from education week government edition mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't know they had a government edition but yeah. i didn't either yeah so from nasa to national park service agencies research how they can work together together to create games to meet social health and economic and other challenges that's kind of interesting what what did you take out of this one um, you know, it, it, it was an interesting article. I got sidetracked at the bottom because they referenced one of our friends, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Dr. James Paul G. and his Game yeah. and Learning Society. Yes, very cool. Yeah. Is that through University of Wisconsin and MIT or something? University like- of Wisconsin, Madison. Um, I don't know the other. That's all it says at the top of the website. So okay. Well, that's That's cool. where all their big... Uh, events and stuff are there our neighbors to the north yes i like madison it's a good place it's a, it's a nice nice place so this is talking about all the different agencies that want to use the video games or virtual reality uh within their departments to to help enhance the training that they do so nasa has looked at it department of energy uh the army we definitely know about the army and mm-hmm. uh, our our armed forces using it to, to train soldiers and put them in situations uh, to test them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of – so one of the things that they're looking at is we need to make you know, virtual environments 
better games. You know, this is interesting because so when they say that when the Department of Defense, you know, this this is kind of like going on a diehard movie for me here. Like, you know, when they want cyber help to stop the evildoers, <laughs> they go get the, you know, the best hackers in the world. So right. so when they want to make like, you know, a really good game, are they going to go hunt down the artists from like Call of Duty? Is it like are these the people coming in to make the virtual worlds and stuff? For wonder, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. So it says calling games uh, a pushing technology that drives innovation in several industries. So you know whether it's the hardware that helps create this or the intelligence, the artificial intelligence, uh, the graphics, whatever it is. I think it's I think it's interesting that the government is seeing the impact of games, and I know the um, the White House has really gotten into this they've even had a little meeting at the white house i think this past fall this fall talking about how video games and education and and how it how it also helps within uh the training and utilization within government agencies so you know the the army definitely wants to expand its use of video games uh the contractors are trying to figure out ways to do that it's it's interesting they're putting a lot of money into this field and you know, you're you're helping you're helping our country, uh, uh, Jerry. Yeah, my virtual world club. Totally. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually I'm just looking right now at this link in here because you're saying they're sinking a lot of money. Yeah, this Raytheon, is uh-huh. what it is, awarded 10.5 million dollar contract to develop game based training methods, systems now, to improve decision making. Now, I guess in a whole scheme of things, 10.5 million is probably. Probably, you know, not, not, not a lot. Not no. a lot. No. Not a lot. But it's it's definitely a start. It'd be a lot to me. You know, they could have invested that in me. Yes. And yeah. I would have been just, happy. That's just to do some simple research. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting company. Not one that I'd ever heard of. I clicked on their link. Raytheon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Government, military stuff. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Black helicopters. Black ops. <laughs> All over it. So it also talks about in this article, other organizations in both the public and private sector, universities and companies are also getting into the action. Uh, Squire, Kurt Squire, which is he's University of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Madison. So it's 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 interesting. I think it's one of those uh, things that I think is growing, and we're seeing it grow. And and they're looking for they're looking for a few good men and women. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't it? Just again, speak to the power of games. That's yes. that's the way people want to learn, right? I mean, if if the government's finally breaking down and saying, "Yep, you know what? The best way to keep people interested in learning is to," and, and in some cases, the most realistic, you know, the most realistic training they can get. Like, yeah, you can open a book and read about war, but you know, we're going to put you in this virtual environment that's going to simulate it so much better. I mean, <clears throat> isn't that the greatest pat on the back that games can get? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, and, you know, big companies are putting money into it, whether it's on the consumer side. Uh, now the government's realizing this, and, yeah, now we're – hopefully we'll see it used in a in a manner that can be, you know, used in educational purposes. That's so that's, that's the problem is the funding, mm-hmm. getting the funding to come up with very cool – coming up with the call of duty for education yeah. that's not, you know – well, super violent. I don't see anybody tossing 10.5 million dollars at them, you know, and no. that's that's the yeah, you're right. That's the it's the downfall. Yep. So maybe we do need that government support. 
agree or something like that. I'm going to skip, uh, Jerry, I'm going to skip to a couple of articles down on our, our list here. Okay. The 2012, uh, 2012 STEM Challenge opens for student submissions, mm-hmm. and this is the second annual STEM video game challenge, and this is for non, they will not accept entries from professional game developers. This is really from uh, students. Mm-hmm. So the competition introduces uh, a new PBS Kids category for mm-hmm. math-based games and pre pre-K through fourth grade. So you're looking at uh, different categories um, for kind of the, the younger kids. And then there's prizes for middle school and high school. What I love here is that I guess AMD is sponsoring this, so they can win AMD laptops, hmm. design software, as well as $80,000 in cash and software for the Whew. school. That's awesome. Now, this is interesting. It's it's $80,000 for high middle school and high school. It's only $30,000 for college. <laughs> so, and then while educators will be eligible for $40,000 in prizes. Ooh, that'd be kind of neat. So, uh, this is uh, we'll have the link here and I think this is uh, this is pretty cool. Entries uh, will be accepted through March 15th. Hmm. And we have, we'll have a link for that. So, this is some pretty cool stuff. I, I love this this type of, uh, um, you know, the challenge and gets kids excited and really stretches stretches the mind. Yeah, as, it's, as STEM moves to STEAM. Yeah, we got we have to put that on the link. So is this, are we talking about STEAM as in Valve? <laughs> no, no. No, the company Valve, no. We're talking STEAM no. as in... Although there's close relations there. Um, STEAM. STEM moving to Steam with the addition of one very important A. A apples. No. Um, I, I, I'm coming up with other things. It's not <laughs> going to say out loud. So, um, no, the arts. The ever-important arts. arts yeah. Which That's, I think yeah. goes on. There was, a lot of, um, there was a lot of calls for this, I think. And originally, first they wanted them to change to, like, Stemma or something like that. But I think Steam oh. has a little nicer ring to it. Um, I've heard this going for a little while. <laughs> what? I wonder if they're going to get in trouble. I don't know. I don't know if that's a copywritten. I don't know. I that's don't a good think question. Can, I don't know. Can acronyms be copywritten? Oh, oh man, I have no idea. No idea. I don't think so, because I think even like one time I tried to find the Illinois Art Education Association, IAEA, yeah. and I ended oh, up true. at like a bomb making plant or something. No, <laughs> internet. that's the International Energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, what I said, a bomb-making plant. Yeah, no, they go and help dismantle, like, North Korea and Iran. They try to go in and, and test to see if they have uh, nuclear power plants that are producing weapons-grade plutonium. <laughs> yeah, same thing, a bomb-making plant. So anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's about time to get the arts in there. I think it's cool. It's good because I think you'll just get a lot more people that stand behind STEM now. Because, I mean, how important is it? It's great, you know, math and science and engineering and all that stuff is good. But there's a very, you know, unless it's put the right way, which usually is what's going to be through the arts, you know, expressing all those ideas visually and things like that, then, you know, I, I don't know. It's nice. I like it. Good. Well, and here's something here that I just noticed. Um, PBS Kids Stream. Maybe that's... Um... Mm. PBS Kids in partnership with the Corporation. Um, is this a program? Game producer videos, Cloud Kid. So I don't know. It, there's there's some information on this on this website. How do, how video games get made. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it actually has a little website here of, of how to go about doing this hmm. uh, and creating it. So, yeah, there, we'll put the links on there, and I think this will be fun for some of the teachers out there. Especially I had, a, I had an email asking a question about what what are the programs that can be used to create video games. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is pretty cool. I like it. Pretty cool. Okay, so uh, next one here. So we talk about all these video games, and then we have something from the Sun Times that you sent me. What what is this one about? Yeah, just surfing through the Sun Times, and it caught my uh, caught my eye. The headline is "Eat Fish, Limit Violent Video Games for a Healthy Brain." Studies show, and uh, the study goes on to say, you know, obviously eating fish is a good thing for you. Because... <laughs> you have two separate th- studies here. Right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> One's about eating fish and how it helps with not getting Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and then the second is about the impact that violent video games can have on the brain. And now this is what, I mean, like under 10 paragraphs and they're very short paragraphs. So it's, a, it's not a very um, detailed article on, on how they did the studies. It says a second study was carried out by researchers at Indiana University. Um, there is more than corn in Indiana, by the way, there's Indiana University, uh, found that young, you never seen that ad? There's what? more than corn in Indiana. No. Never? Must be it must be an ad that runs in Chicago. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> found that young men aged 18 to 29, so interesting. First of all, it's young men. Um, 18 to 29, played a video, a violent video game for 10 hours over the course of a week. It had reduced activity in parts of their brain that allowed them to control their emotions and aggressive behavior. So again, the study, um, not real detailed. We're talking only about men. We're talking about 18 to 29, which... To be honest with you, and I'm not trying to disprove the study, I would be more interested to see what happens at age 15 to 17, you know, when there's yeah. a lot of brain forming going on at that point. Huh. Um, we hope so. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't see too much evidence. <laughs> no, there are days that I think the brain isn't forming at all. But anyway. Um, <laughs> it's actually digressing. <laughs> Um, but then the study also says the course of a week had reduced activity. Okay, what's reduced? Are we playing the like reduced fat game? You know, I mean, like how much reduced? I mean, no reduced is good reduced, but how? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know. Um. So I, I yeah, it doesn't say a lot about the study. Um, report author Dr. Yang Wang declined to name. <laughs> I tried to get through it. I knew I wouldn't be able to get through it. I plowed right through it just so you couldn't laugh. <laughs> wow. Wow. And kind today, of Dr. Wang declined to name the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember the movie Sixteen Candles? Yes. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> the night before Thanksgiving... This is completely off topic now. You said 16 Candles. Uh, Breakfast Club was on. What a great oh, yeah. movie. Yes. I mean, absolutely timeless. You know, like, every stereotype in that movie is still 100% true. Oh, totally. I think totally. every high school student should have to watch that movie unedited in school. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to see. Okay, so, anyway, Dr. Wang. Sorry. <laughs> he declined, declined to name the game used in the study, but said it was a popular... War scenario first-person shooter game, which the player adopts the role of a gunman. And while players might think it's only a game, the brain doesn't distinguish between reality and a simulation in the same way. So, 
That's kind of interesting for the new military stuff they're talking about. Thank you, Dr. Wang. Yeah, This is a free country, Dr. Wang says. This is a free country where people can do what they want for the most part. But gamers gamers should beware of the effects these games are having on their brains. Okay. Truly deep. We've seen stuff like this before. We've seen other things that refute this, but I think we'll need to get more information from that. Yeah, again, you know. It just caught my eye because it's a headline in the paper. And you know what? I This kind of bothers me only because, like, so you, you don't post really anything about the validity of the study or anything about, you know, the specifics of the study. But you post an article like this in a very popular newspaper and people see it and they go, uh-oh, video games are hurting my students' brain. Right. You know, and right. it happened the other night in my graduate class when somebody said, like, well, all these kids do is play video games anymore and, and – and I was just like, oh, my God, you know, all those, you know, stereotypes are still 100 percent out there. And to me, articles like this make that worse. And there are issues. I mean, there's well, there is addiction. There. I mean, there's, 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 there's issues there. I, but yeah, it's but it's not for 90 percent. It's, it's no. not it's not 90 percent of the kids. Well, and we're not playing. I mean, you know, we're not playing, you know, Call of Duty. Right. In school. And, you know, we're not playing those violent video games in school. So and it's not like there's books or anything that are read out there by kids that can't get the imagination going just like video games and the movies and and the movies and everything. So, yeah, music. it's just one thing. Parents need to be responsible. Right. Agreed. Simple as that. OK, moving on. Um, I'm going to kind of oh we have the one up top here canadian document documentary on indie video games premieres at sundance and this just caught my eye this is uh, from straight.com <coughs> jerry, jerry so this is not <coughs> not that kind of straight jerry dr this Wang is, does not work for straight no Wang. this is the straight of georgia which is actually up near vancouver again and that's I, where this article comes from so when you see straight.com i was just like well i don't know if i should say that but <laughs> um no it talks about three games which are you know pretty popular games super meat boy fez and braid and it r- goes into how they were developed and that process there's a video on here be cautious there's some cursing in it it's but the the cool part of it is that this is being uh shown at sundance so that's that's pretty awesome i think this is it's coming into mainstream these guys are putting you know their lives and their money whatever whatever they have and these guys don't look like they have much money (laughs) uh you know from watching the video that and their creativity because the stuff that they've created is really cool. Those three games are really, really nice, and talks about how it's how it's done, how it's created, and how this all came together. It looks awesome. Just looking at this documentary, it looks great. I, I hope it's. I've seen a couple documentaries on like, you know, I started watching them on like video game culture and and game culture, and some of them just were not great, you know. But this one looks really well done, so I'm excited. And it's cool to look into the, uh, you know, you so often see the documentaries about the players of video games. You rarely right. see a documentary about the creators. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that's where we're going with a lot of gaming and education. You know, the, yep. the storytelling aspect of of creating a video game. So I can't wait to, to see. Yeah, this, this would be, be pretty great. cool. It, you know, it'd be neat to see. And then especially for your your students, mm-hmm. you know, if it's appropriate, if it's somewhat appropriate, like I said, there's some cursing in this. Uh, if it's if it's somewhat appropriate to be able to show to your students, because I bet you'll have 
some students over the years that go through your class that will want to do something like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've got, you know, the, the virtual world club that we did when we selected our 15 students. Um, this was out of five sections of class, about 25 kids in each class, just to give you an idea of how many kids. And these 15 kids were all kids that had indicated um, on a little survey that they wanted to do video game design. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's it's very, very big. I had a kid the other day go to uh, an interview at uh, Flashpoint University, which is downtown. They have a huge yeah. uh, video game development as one of their you know, four large study areas. And he just, is that through Columbia, Columbia college? It's, it's not through Columbia college. It's a, it's a, it's its own university. It was a private university. I think it's working on its accreditation now. It's a two year school. It's actually, um, it's a very cool school. It is completely taken off. It is not cheap. But um, they uh, anything in downtown Chicago. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I think the strength of their school right now, their video game stuff is big, um, but uh, their movie production has gotten really big because they uh, used contacts in the industry to bring movies in and shoot them cool. in their downtown. And uh, last summer, they got hooked up with Robert De Niro's Tribeca company. So oh, it's now sponsored cool. by him. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it's really neat. And, and uh, they, we send a lot of kids there for game design. So that's yeah, it's I, I absolutely agree. The kids would absolutely like eat this up. So I hope I hope the language is at least to a point where I can <laughs> edit it out and show it to them because it yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, it does look really cool. The last article is kind of a um, kind of a personal thing, but very cool for all those sci fi fans out there. The the story Ender's Game, the science fiction novel Ender's Game, which I consider one of the all-time best uh, science fiction writings of all time, is is going to be it's turning into a uh, turning into a movie, <laughs> and it looks like they have uh, the movie Hugo, which is out now, which is supposed to be really good, uh, and it has a star the the star's name the boy in it is I think hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right Asa. Butterfield, and he's going to play uh, Ender Wigan, and that's the name of the you know the main character. Then there's uh, Haley Steinfeld, who was in True Grit, uh, would be playing um, you know one of the characters in there. My whole thing is that um, my cousin Ed Ulbrick, my wife's cousin Ed Ulbrick, is one of the producers, executive producers through Digital Domain, which they did Benjamin Button. He's worked on Titanic. You know, and many other productions out in California, and they're like I said, they're making this into a movie, and it's going to be probably a big hit, and there'll probably be games based upon it. So this is going to be one of those other things like uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, how it was came to, from a book to a movie, mm-hmm. and then also you have games that are based upon those, uh, based upon that. So cool. I'm I'm pretty excited. You know, we should have because, you know, Ed was a an artist and that's what you know he really got into uh commercials and the artistic aspects of uh, the filming industry Hmm. and he was a university of illinois graduate so you guys would probably get along pretty well but it'd be interesting to hear from him maybe get him get him on that'd be awesome yeah for sure to talk about you know what are they looking for in in education from his industry's point of view nice so okay anything else we can think of (sighs) I think I'm good. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Well, 
Thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. Dr. Wang's study says that fried fish does not count as your weekly fish intake. What? It doesn't have the same omega-3 content. Well, what if I take omega-3 pills? Then you can eat, then you can eat the all-you-can-eat fish fry. <laughs> I still get my omega-3 and lower chances of Alzheimer's. That's right. Just don't forget. Get it? It's Alzheimer's. Don't forget to eat your fish. Wow. Okay. Bye. <laughs>